Welcome to the Moms Who Inspire Us podcast. My name is Sarah Smith, and this is a project I've poured my heart into. Each episode, we will chat with a mom that has overcome or accomplished something big or small during motherhood. My goal is to provide us with a small dose of inspiration and encouragement. In today's episode, I chat with Emily Sewell from Intentionally Well. She shares with us her story about how one of the hardest seasons of her life taught her that it's okay to not love every season that you're in. That if you're struggling, it doesn't make you less of a wife, mom, and friend. So thank you for joining us today on Moms Who Inspire Us. And tonight I am chatting with Emily Sewell. She's actually um, a mom friend that I met just years ago in the beginning of our motherhood journey. And she is going to talk to us about um, just not loving every season that you're in and that we do have some struggles as moms. So I would love to hear your story. Hi. Um, yeah. So I think it, it, that thought process of having to love every part of motherhood um, is so pervasive and you hear it from, especially like older women, like, oh, you're going to miss those long nights. And you know what? I don't miss them at all. And that's okay. And I think that is something that needs to be talked about more, that you don't have to love everything about being a mom. That is so true. Like, and I'm so grateful that I had one of my mom's friends. She was like, yeah, no, I don't miss, (laughs) I don't miss my kids being tiny. (laughs) Thank you for admitting that. It's hard. It is the most physically and emotionally demanding when your kids are like babies, toddlers, preschoolers, like now that I'm out of that phase and my kids are almost nine and 12, it's just so much less exhausting physically. Yes. And, and, but you're still, your kids are nine, seven and four. So you still have some of the exhausting parts. I do, especially with my four-year-old, he's still, you know, we'll have a tantrum and I'm still like having to pick him up and carry and carry him places and things like that. But it's definitely not the baby years or even the early toddler years. I told a mom, she has two toddlers, basically. I'm like, this is the most physically exhausted, like you'll ever be in your entire life. And we were talking about puppies and I was like, do not get a puppy. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. The last thing that you need. Nope. No new pets during the early days. Yeah. So you moved across the country three and a half years ago. Tell us about that. Yes. I think this is where that thought process of you don't have to love every season that you're called to really solidified for me. And I made um, peace with it when um, we moved from Alabama to Indiana. Uh, My husband got a new job. And we moved up here. Um, I had been to our city once before we moved in and that was to, um, house hunt. So, um, it was incredibly stressful and we didn't know anybody here. And, um, the culture is different here than the South. And that was an adjustment. Obviously the weather was a big deal that first year and it was really, really hard And, um, I kind of hated it for for a while and I had a hard time with that in my mind because I, my husband works for a church. And so I really felt like the Lord had called us to Indiana, but I wasn't 
I wasn't liking it, you know? And so making peace with, you know, you don't have to love everything that you're called to, you know, that really happened during that time. And I can totally kind of understand that we moved from this. Well, I mean, we're still in the South, but we changed cities and it was the hardest thing I have ever done. And, and what really was so hard is I haven't, I was having a hard time and then I had to try to help my kids have a better time. And it was like my negativity, my struggle was sort of, I think, influencing how they reacted to the move. Did you encounter any of that? My kids did really, really well. Um, I think because the three of them are kind of like this little posse in a unit and stuff. Um, so they really, they really did cling to each other. And I spent the first, um, so they thrived, you know, and I spent, spent the first couple of months getting them settled in schools and, um, routines and all of that. And it, once that all settled down and it was just left to like me and my own thoughts, cause I wasn't busy worrying about them. That's when I really started to, to struggle. I could see that. Yeah. So how did you make it through that time? Like, are you feeling better now about the place you live? Oh, 100%. It's a complete 180. We love it here. Um, we don't want to, we see ourselves here for a long, long time and um, we, we really, really love it. And all the things that I had such a hard time with in the beginning are non-issues now. Um, one thing that was really hard for me, you know, in the South, we have that um, Southern hospitality, like warmness when you meet strangers and the Midwest, it's, it's not that people are not kind, but you know, like in line at the grocery store, you're not going to be talking to the person in front of you. Um, like small talk is not really a thing. And when I was new here and didn't know anybody, like I craved that small talk, you know? And I was, I couldn't get it from anybody. I'd ask somebody about the weather and I would just get, you know, a blank stare or a one word answer and nothing reciprocated. And, um, I think that was, that was super hard to get used to, but like now, I mean, that's, that's a non-issue, um, for me. I'm so used to it and it's not even a thing. Well, let's, let's talk about this. How did you make friends? Like as we're like middle-aged moms, you know, we're in a new city. We don't know anybody. Like, how did you have connections like with other moms? Slowly. It, it slowly came. It was not um, easy. Like, I'm not going to pretend like it was easy or smooth at all. Um, but, but friendships did come. Like I said, my husband works for a church. And so I started meeting ladies there. I hosted a Bible study at my home. Like my, my thought process is I'm going to let them come to me. And, um, so I created those types of environments where we would invite people over and things kind of formed out of that. And through my kids, like their friends, moms, I made connections there. And then when we migrated into homeschooling, um, you know, I've formed really good friendships with, with other homeschooling moms. So, and that's kind of, um, I think when you're homeschooling, like, all the women know that we're all kind of isolated. So when we do get together, it is very rich and fulfilling because, because we're all in our homes all day with our kids. So, yes. And I found like when we, and I was trying to make friends and when we moved here, it was like very awkward for me and very exhausting to have to keep on putting myself out there. Like I would, 
that was a whole new experience for me because I just kind of like went to college and then I moved back to my hometown and then I just had friends from the past and I've never had to try as hard to make friends. And that was, that was hard. Yes. I, yeah, I agree. And I had a lot of like flops where things where I thought like, oh, I'll meet a lot of people here and nothing. Um, I'll tell you, it can be really discouraging. It can be, I'll tell you a funny story. Um, so right after we moved here, um, my, uh, she was four at the time, my middle child did a gymnastics class and right next door to her class, there was a little mommy and me gymnastics class that I signed up for my son and I, my, and he was, you know, 18 months at the time. And I was like, great, I'll be with all these other moms and they have young kids and we'll, I'll meet some, some friends there. And can I tell you, Sarah, the moms did not speak to each other at <gasps> all, at all. People would talk with the instructor, but there were no like conversations, get to know you. Hey, how are you today? Nothing. I had to drop the class. I mean, I, we quit. It was so incredibly awkward for me. And I wasn't used to the culture at the time. Yeah. I mean, it was so discouraging. That sounds pretty terrible. It was. It was really terrible. Was it just like the random lottery of moms or is that like the culture in the, that city or I'm so confused. <laughs> I do think that random group of moms, it was a little extreme. Um, I, I mean, like I said, people are very friendly, but, but small talk's not a thing. And some of the moms in there already knew each other. So they would kind of talk, yeah. but it was really hard for me as a newcomer to get an in. And so, um, and people are like, okay with silence. I feel like in the South, there's always that, like people are filling that silence with that small talk. Yes. And, and it, that's just not, it's just not a thing. It's just not a thing here. So, um, I call it like Southern adjacent, like everybody's very kind and welcoming, but it's just not quite the same. Yes. That is very different. Now, are you an extrovert or introvert or like a mix? I'm 100% an introvert. Like that's definitely how I recharge and refuel as I have to be alone for a significant amount of time. Um, but I do like to be social. I do enjoy socializing and I do miss it when um, I go a significant amount of time without, without it. Yeah. So. Like I'm a huge introvert, but like when we first moved here, like I was just felt like, like my soul was dying. <laughs> yes, That really is overly dramatic, but it really felt terrible to like be at home all day and to not talk to anybody and to not have any friends. And, you know, like, I mean, I text my friends back home or my sister or my mom, but like, you know, to not have any friends in the same city, like that's just really hard. And like you fill out these forms for the school and it's like, Oh, that's a friend we could call, you know, and someone not in your household. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. That was one of the most panic inducing things I ever did was fill out that paperwork and it, you had to put emergency contacts. And I was like, we have zero people here that we know. I like, I remember I put my parents who are in Alabama, but I was like, I guess they could figure out how to get a hold of us. Like, you know, I was like, I hope nothing happens. Yeah. <laughs> but I think one of like the biggest things is, you know, when you're going through a hard time as a mom, you just have to remember that, you know, situations and seasons are not permanent. 
things are always ebbing and flowing. And when, if you're in a hard time right now, it's not always going to be that way. And whether you have to like intentionally take steps to get out of that, or you just have to, you know, wait for your kids to grow up. Um, you know, it's, it's not forever. And I think that's, it's really hard to keep that in perspective when you're in it. Yes. Cause you can't see the forest for the trees. Like exactly. Yes. And I feel like, you know, there is this culture of, I feel like it's two extremes. You're either, it's either this like hot mess mom culture where you, you know, it seems like moms are complaining about everything or this smiley, happy, you know, everything's rosy culture. And I, I don't think either one of those are accurate depiction of motherhood. I think you're kind of somewhere in the middle and some days you might be towards one end and other days you might be towards the other. And, um, I think that's just the reality of life. Yeah. And I love how you say that, like, it's okay to not love every season and that, cause I feel like it's shoved on our throat. Like you must be happy. You must love every season. It's like, no, 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 no. Some seasons really suck. Like, and you just, maybe sometimes if you admit that, maybe it makes you just kind of like get through it quicker. Right. Oh, 100%. When I've had it kind of solidify in my mind that like, oh, I don't have to love every season that I'm called to, or that I am walking through. I felt like a giant weight had been lifted off of my shoulders, that it was okay to feel my feelings and to admit that this was hard and to sit in that for a little bit. And, and that was something that I, you know, I kind of had to realize for myself, but it's, I think it's such a great and and valuable lesson, um, to learn. Yeah. My, 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 I guess trouble would be like, I can get stuck there. Like I can like feel the feelings and then I can vent. And then I just get like stuck in like this negative mindset. Like I have to like feel the feelings and then like, let them go and like move on. And I try to teach my kids that as well. But I think that's something I personally struggle with. Cause I mean, I was very unhappy with our city for a for probably, I mean, too long. My grandmother, right before she died, she called me. I mean, like literally the day before she died, I think she knew she was dying. And she was like, Sarah, are you happy yet? And I was like, oh. <laughs> yes, granny, I'm, I'm happy. I'm good. Okay. She's like, okay. All right. I love you. Bye. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. oh, bless. Bless her heart. <laughs> like- yes. So she died knowing that I was happy. So there you go. I do think I lied though. Like, I don't think I really was. <laughs> hey, sometimes you got to fake it till right. you make it, you know, like, but I, but I am now. So I didn't, you right. know, it just came later. Do you like living in Huntsville now? It has grown on me as we have deeper roots. Um, and we, my girls have friends now and Matt and I have friends it is definitely um, better. And we now have like a church that we kind of plugged into that helps so much, but we just felt so alone. All right. What else you want to cover? The only other thing that I wanted to like talk about is that when you are in those really hard seasons and you're kind of looking at yourself and you know, in yourself that like, this is not me, then it's, it's time to talk to your doctor. And there's such value in that. Um, after our first year here, I was really still struggling. Um, we'd been through our first Midwestern winter and, um, it's very, very gray. 
Um, it doesn't rain really. It just snows. Um, and so, yeah, it doesn't rain. It's like, it's too cold to rain. It snows. That's crazy. Yeah. And so, um, so, you know, I remember talking to a friend and I was like, you know, I'm just so tired all the time. Like sometimes I can just barely get off the couch, but then it, I would reason that away with, well, I did move across the country and I do have three young children and my husband is working a lot. Um, and then I kind of had some other health things come up. And so I finally found a doctor in June. So this is almost a full year later. And my vitamin D was incredibly low. And once I started supplementing that, you know, my mood like did 180 degrees. And so it's like, even though I had this situational um, excuse or reason of why I was feeling the way I was, like, I also had this physiological issue going on that I never would have known about um, if I hadn't gone to the doctor. And so I think that's really important that, you know, if you're having a hard time and you know, this is not you, you know, to seek out professional help. So, yeah, for sure. Like I had low vitamin D too, when Audrey was a toddler and it was, it was the summer and we would, you know, I'd been out, it was like the middle of summer. So I'd been out so much, but then, you know, really fair. So I use lots of sunscreen and sun shirts, but, um, and also magnesium, you know, we don't get enough in our diet. And whenever you're going through a stressful time, you burn through magnesium, but you also need magnesium to make vitamin D from the sun. So it's, you know, the stress, you know, combined with environmental well, factors, it's like a cascade of, of things that, yeah. you know, can be affected by your health. So that, you know, it even more recently, um, you know, I, in the past, like six or eight months, I haven't even talked about this on my blog very much, but, um, the, the last six or eight months, my days just started feeling really just harder and it, it came on real slow. And, um, but I just felt, but I was like, well, we've been in a pandemic for two years and, you know, I'm homeschooling and that's still kind of new and, and all of that. And, um, two of my children have ADHD and it was, and the more I learned about that, the more I was like, Hey, I think I might have a little, a little touch of, of something going on. And so I talked to my doctor again and he was like, yeah, that sounds like you have it would you like to try some medication? And I was like, yes, please. And within a month, I cannot tell you, Sarah, like my days feel easy now. Like I can be tired, but I can still like fold a, a load of laundry if I need to, or I don't know, just, it just, my days just feel lighter. And I didn't realize like that. It was just another example of like, I had a physiological thing going on with myself that I could have easily explained away and you know how it's important to to seek out help when you need it. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. You're feeling better. I know. I know. And it wasn't even horrible. It was just kind of one of those things where I was like, well, since I'm, I was at the doctor anyway, I was like, Hey, by the way. And he was like, well, we can try this. And you know, I'm so glad I did. Yeah. Are you, is it a stimulant or no, it's a non-stimulant. Um, okay, cool. So Yeah. That's exciting. I would, yes, I'm doing all sorts of things now to help my energy level and to get my health back because stress basically since I had children has destroyed, <laughs> has destroyed my health. So, and me not dealing with stress appropriately, you know, so learning techniques to help that dealing with it. And then also 
recover my body from just crazy amounts of stress for 12 years. So yeah, absolutely. So tell me, tell me about your blog. So, um, my blog is intentionallywell.org and, um, I talk about homemaking and homeschooling. I have the opportunity to review various homeschool curriculums and also share about our homeschool journey. Um, but my favorite thing to write about is just encouragement for moms. Um, I have a whole tab where just, you know, um, to say like, Hey, you're not alone and it's, it's okay. And here are some strategies that have worked for me. Maybe they will help you. And, and I really, I really love it. So I started the blog mm, about two years ago, but I really started consistently working on it um, within the last year. It's really, it's really encouraging. I super love it. And I will link that below. Well, in the comments, what do you call it? No, sorry. Show notes. And, um, but, but you also have a very encouraging Instagram. So what is your handle on there? Oh, yes. So my Instagram is at intentionally underscore well underscore blog. So, um, and I just share more about like just daily life on there. And I love it because you're honest. You're like, today was a rough day. <laughs> my, my recent story with a glass of wine saying how horrible my children were. <laughs> but it's, you know, in the social media world, you can get so caught up because I'm guilty of it too. Like I'm going to take snapshots of the good moments. Right. Yeah. And then, so you see all the other mom's good moment. We see each other's good moments. And then we compare our bad moments to the good moments, you know? So, and if that's not real life. And so it's always so nice to see someone that's like, today was not, today did not go well, you know? Right. You I, know try, I'm, I try very hard with, well, with the blog and my social media to be very authentic, um, but also encouraging. So, you know, if, you know, in my stories this week, when I posted about having a difficult day, I, I purposely came on the next day to say, Hey, it looked like we all had a hard day yesterday. I hope your day is better today. I try to really balance it out. Um, so that, cause that's what I really love. I really love encouraging moms. Yes. And we need it. <laughs> <laughs> Being a mother is the hardest job in the world to be at I mean, it's the hardest job I've ever had. So, oh, same. And I think when I log on to social media, that's what I want for myself. You know, I don't want to see somebody's picture perfect, you know, whatever, you know, life, but I want to see somebody who is in the same season of life as me or a little bit ahead of me. I, I also find a lot of value in that um, and seeing people who are on the other side and, um, you know, making it really relatable. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you for chatting with me. Thank you for having me. This was really fun. I am so grateful to Emily for sharing her story with us. I hope you have found some inspiration and encouragement in the conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, you can support the show by subscribing in your favorite podcast app, leaving a five-star review on iTunes and telling a friend about the podcast. And as always, I would love to hear from you, any feedback you have, or if you would like to tell your story on the show, I am sending you love and compassion as you go about your busy day. Talk to you soon.